Hello and welcome to the 155th edition of the world-famous Driving You Crazy podcast. This is the show that looks at all things transportation. I'm the traffic anchor and the transportation reporter for Denver 7 News, Jason Luber. I am Denver 7 executive producer and pedestrian advocate, Joseph Peters. Happy to be back in the co-pilot chair. Jason, how's it going? I have great news for you. All right, but first, what have you been doing over the last month? (laughs) Relaxing. Relaxing. A lot of relaxing. Maxing and relaxing? Yes, sir. Very nice. So uh, did you have any new adventures? Yeah, I solicited a sponsorship for the podcast. Oh, really? Yes. What? We, uh, as part of 2020, obviously, presidential year, Michael Bloomberg wanted to continue his massive ad blitz everywhere, and he's chosen to sponsor the Driving You Crazy podcast. Uh, We're supposed to be non-political. Well, unfortunately, Mr. Bloomberg has so much money that we just can't turn (laughs) it down. Okay. So he is he is uh, very in favor of transit yes. and drivers and bus okay. riders and bicyclists. He so likes, he's in favor of everything we talk about. He likes all of those things, and he is prepared to give money to all of those things. Uh, how much money is he prepared to give us? How much money do you want? All of it. There you go. <laughs> That's what I want. All of it. He got into a bidding war with Tom Steyer, and unfortunately, Tom, you're just a little too boring. Oh, yeah, exactly. Mr. Bloomberg, here we come. <laughs> so you think some of that uh, that money that he's been shaking out of his own billionaire tree is going to fall in our laps? Uh, I know that it is. I spoke to Mr. Bloomberg myself. He's you been, did? He's been speaking to, to news stations across the country, just sprinkling those ad dollars all over the place. I mean, have you watched the news at night? I have a convenient no, screen I, that no. allows me to watch four stations simultaneously. And what I call a bingo is when the same thing is on all four oh, right, the same ad, at the same right. time. Uh, usually it's the same story, right? If we yeah, all leave yeah, with same the same story, story at 5 yeah. o'clock or something like that. But lately it's been all four stations showing a Michael Bloomberg ad simultaneously. The same ad. The yep. same genteel woman saying vote for Mike. I know that there are ad um, buyers that do that on purpose. And then they buy the, let's say, the first break, the first spot. So they'll they'll pay a little bit extra for placement and uh, position in each break. Uh, and so they, they they can do that on purpose. So no matter what station you're flipping around to, you'll see their spot. It's, it is something. When, I, when yeah. we were in Nevada while I was gone, and that was one of the first things I noticed was, good Lord, we are talking a lot about Tom Steyer here. I, I've never seen anything like it, my friend. It's yeah. a beautiful thing. Also, RIP to Mr. Peanut. Oh, Mr. Peanut, yeah. Mm. Actually, more, more uh, hitting my heart is Mr. Peanut's car. What's happening to the car? The car was destroyed, I thought. Didn't really? It? Well, I thought I saw the spot where the car went. Didn't the car go off the cliff, too? Is this a choose-your-own-adventure thing? Because I thought I he just passed away in his sleep. Oh, Mr. the actual Mr. Peanut. But I think there was a commercial with Mr. Peanut, like for the Super Bowl, that Mr. Peanut falls off a cliff. And the and the Peanut Mobile <laughs> goes down go. the cliff, something like that. And then the Peanuts, I, it, I don't know. I I'm having a weird recollection of that from the morning show. Well, the Mr. Peanut funeral is at the Super Bowl, so you're probably right that he drove off a cliff. Although at 104, we did just do a piece on elderly drivers, so that makes sense. We did. Sense. Exactly <laughs> right, we did. We did, actually. And, and you had uh, Jen uh, Kovaleski do our story that we did right here on the podcast. Yes, sir. She did what we call a 360, where we look at all angles of the story, so we'll let you decide and have your perspectives heard and whatever. Uh, so anyway, you can go back and listen to our interview. We talked with uh, Miley Gray. Mm. Uh, she was fantastic. It was a really fascinating interview. 
uh, episode number 151, if you want to go back and listen to that, all about elderly drivers, maybe when elderly drivers should hang it up and not drive anymore, the dangers and the perceived dangers and um, some of the misnomers. Well, and one thing that in our piece, I think we talked a lot about drivers who are over the age of 65. A lot of the feedback was about drivers who are over the age of 80. And that was like this really fine line that I did not think about as a 30-year-old, but yeah. it makes a lot of sense that you would just have a distinction between the restrictions you have in place for a 65-year-old and the restrictions you have in place for an 85-year-old. Sure. Yeah. Well, and there's a big difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, a big difference. And, and all right, I'm, I'm not super elderly by any means. I am available uh, uh, or eligible to have an AARP card. Uh, right now. Well, and I know I think it's fair to say you but, know what 65 is going to look like for you. Oh yeah, I do, and I know that my reaction times and other uh, driving times have uh, diminished over the last, even from your age to my age, and I can't imagine what it's going to be like for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how. All that plays out. If you want to leave us a voicemail, if you have a uh, something that's driving you crazy, anything you want to talk about here on the program, here's the number: 303-832. 0217. We still have zero voicemails to play for you, and I am frankly shocked. Why not keep the streak going? I, uh, <laughs> what I had Nicole Brady, who was sitting right over there, by the way, in the last couple of weeks, the lovely and talented Nicole Brady sitting in your chair. Uh, I was soliciting phone calls, voicemails from even crank phone. Why, why can't we even get crank phone calls? Somebody calling up for IP freely or. Mike Hunt. I mean, any of these. I, I, I'm hoping that somebody even just crank calls us, and we can put that on the air. Hasn't happened yet. 303-832-0217. Officers on the drunk driving detail in Stamford, Connecticut, didn't have to go far uh, one Friday night to make an arrest. While typing up another drunk driving arrest around 11 p.m., several officers inside the police station heard a loud crash outside the headquarters. They went to see what was the matter and found a man who rolled over his Subaru into the police building. Congratulations. Yay. You win drunk of the night. Thank you for making it easy for us. Police smelled alcohol, so they gave them uh, the man a sobriety test and determined the guy uh, was really, really drunk. He told police he just had two beers. But he blew a .271 on the breathalyzer. That's three times the legal limit. That is not drunk. That's not two beers. That's like 20 beers, sir. No, that's, that's two a lot. beers that you inject directly into your bloodstream, right? Yeah. Um, it, it must have been maybe some pretty strong beers. So when I was down in um, the Bahamas, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was there in Nassau, and they have this uh, drink called the, uh, uh, the Cuba Libre. Mm. It is a can of rum and Coke. Oh, good. Okay. It's a, it's a it's just a rum and coke, and you crack it open just like you would any other coke, mm-hmm. and there's rum in there, and it's about eight percent rum, so it's higher than you would get in a beer. Okay. Um, it's it's good. A couple of those make you feel pretty good. There you go. I like to drink gasoline, so there you go. Okay, uh, and then you like to alert, light your burps on fire. Yes, sir. Perfect. Uh, we have all heard about the devastating wildfires, obviously, in Australia. Now drivers in Australia can face a penalty of, get this, this is my kind of fine, up to $11,000 if they are caught tossing out a lit cigarette from their car. Wow. $11,000. That's a very specific crime, but I respect what they're doing there. The new punishment went into effect last week. 
It can apply to passengers as well if they throw out a lit cigarette of a car. The passenger would be fined only $1,300. Now, I um, I wonder if then, obviously the passenger is the one who did the crime, but I but but if, if the driver would be also facing, I, I didn't read that anywhere in this uh in this uh, in this story, if the driver then would be cited maybe for something, letting the passenger throw the lit cigarette out of the window mm-hmm. um, because they were driving and they're basically responsible for people in the car. Did you know you were never a smoker, right? No. Yeah. See, when I was when I was a smoker, I mean that was the thing that the idiots that I would be in the car with would say they'd throw the butt out the window and they'd be like, "Oh, it's biodegradable." Which one I don't think is true, but two, that's not an excuse it for is, throwing but something a long out the time. window, right? Yeah. But people use the same excuse for throwing like apple cores and orange peels out the window, and they're like, "Oh, it's biodegradable." No, you're a litter bug. Man. Yeah, exactly. Please stop. Exactly. Now, this hefty fine would be given if the offense was committed dur- dur- uh, during a total fire ban, which is declared on days of extreme weather, and prohibits people from lighting any fires in the open or engaging in other activities that might start a fire. They are fire. Stricken down there. They are gun-shy, if you will, with fires. Mm -hmm. They have had devastating consequences from the fires down there. And this is the kind of fine that should hopefully stop people from being stupid. Right. But it's the kind of fine I would like to see for drunk drivers. Mm -hmm. When, When our... DOT and State Patrol, they are talking all the time about it's going to cost you ten dollars to $12,000 if you get a DUI. Well, they're counting court costs and, and lawyer fees, which is the bulk of that, um, and losing your driver's license for a year and, and some other privileges. I, I mean, there's probation fees associated right. with that. There's usually the cost of but going most to of that, sort of court-ordered therapy or something like that. That yeah. winds up adding up over time. But most of that is lawyer fees. I, most of it. I don't know how many people hire a lawyer for a DUI. That, that's why I would say it could be lawyer fees, but I know DUI people that I've spoken to in the past have racked up six, $7,000 worth of stuff, and they never hired a lawyer for anything. But I, I would still like to see a $10,000 flat fee fine if you are convicted of the DUI. Absolutely. I, that, Absolutely. And that would stop people, and then if you're convicted a second time, make it $25,000. Or jail time. I mean, commensurate with that level of fine. Oh, sure. Yeah. Third time, $50,000, and then you're not going to be... And if you can't pay it, then you're going to have to either do work uh, programs where you're going to be spending all your time working for the state or, or working that off in, in some kind of community service uh, way uh, and or spending the time in jail. I mean, that's the way to that's the way to stop it. If you want to stop it, nobody's going to be spending uh, eleven thousand or want to uh, spend eleven thousand dollars throwing a cigarette butt out of the window. See, I think the I we've had this conversation before, but the more we have it, the more I come around to the idea that you really have to step up the enforcement on the repeat offenders on the second offense because that's where it, the pattern becomes evidence, yeah. the second or third offense, and that's where you just yeah, revoke the privileges. Get rid of it. Make sure that they're never behind the wheel of a car again, whatever you got to do. The Rural Fire Service there in Australia has, as you would expect, applauded the government's move to crack down on these cigarette tossers. Uh, hundreds of people apparently were caught tossing out lit cigarettes out of their cars in 2019 down there in Australia. That, according to a government press release, in addition to the fine, offenders would receive 10 demerit points on their license. I don't know how that affects your driving privileges, 10 demerit points, but it doesn't sound good. Uh, I hear if you get 50 demerit points, you're eligible to get some Tootsie Rolls from the prize store <laughs> on the way out. So, Right. I was reading a report last week uh, that states that one year after the state of Michigan raised some speed limits on some of their roads, 
those stretches of highways saw a 17% rise in crashes and a 19% rise in injuries. I, I had the same reaction. Wow. All right. I was a little surprised. And the one part that was interesting as I was looking at some of these numbers, that they're uh, a little bit lower, actually, than what was predicted by some of the quote-unquote experts when Michigan was raising the speed limits a year ago. The experts were saying, we're going to see so many people die and get hurt and crashes because they're going to be driving so fast. Well, it's not necessarily because they're driving 75. It's because they think since the speed limit is 75, they have the license to go 80 or 85 or even 90. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that here. I've seen it in Wyoming is really bad, where there, people are going 90 miles an hour. Right. Um, and, and we're in the more, more rural states, but in some of the more populated states, you're still going to have people going really fast because in their cars nowadays, they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. They feel empowered because their car is so compact and feels good and tight on the suspension and the wheels are good and the roads are, are built to handle these these speeds, they feel like they are really not going as fast as they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have that false sense of security and safety with the seatbelt on. Hopefully they are wearing a seatbelt. And going that fast. Uh, they, what they don't really realize is... They're driving a a, a a piece of equipment that can easily kill you and other people. Easily. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's lost. My wife was telling me a story as I'm going off on a different tangent now. Right. She was over in the Safeway parking lot the other day. And so they were going to go into Subway to go get a sandwich, she and my daughter. And they were parked. And right behind them, there's in one of the aisles, so there's so there's this... I guess a throughway from the road over in front of the Safeway, uh, going between two roads. So there's that throughway there, and uh, then there's this, you know, all down the aisles. Well, this lady was coming from the McDonald's down one of the aisles where you park, and I guess was maybe trying to get a French fry or something, not uh, paying attention, and smack T-bones this pickup truck that was in the throughway, and the the sound apparently was so loud it, it jarred my wife. And then she said that the the people there. At uh, the subway and uh, the, the, some of the other uh, people that were in the in the uh, shops right there came out to see what was going on to see what was the matter um, mm-hmm. because it was so jarring and and to hear that sound of the crash mm-hmm. and she said it was some kid probably a teenager she said um, who I'm sure was just lost their track their their focus for a minute and boom crashed into this this pickup truck yes because crashes can happen at any speed it's just a matter of are you paying effing attention to the road or not right and most people aren't yep mm-hmm. and they don't think they realize nor do they 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 probably understand at the younger ages that you are driving something that has consequences i'm always telling my daughter unintended consequences Mm -hmm. when they throw their baton up in the air in the living room and they don't catch it and it bounces awkwardly and hits the glass table that's why there are chips in the glass table yeah absolutely but also like can it wait like your phone is not that important where you need to be checking it while you're like if you just got especially if you just got out of the drive-thru line odds are you checked the phone while you were in the drive-thru line stopped yes very low speed why? Why are we doing that? You know, and or so eating a French fry, which is just as distracting. I totally agree with that, but I think the majority of what you're talking about, and the majority of what we're all seeing, is just like you're on your phone too much, and especially right. while you're driving, and it's it's just disrespectful 
of the idea that driving is a difficult task, which it is, but it's also this thought that like we can all multitask. We're all such good multitaskers because I can talk to you and I can also text on my phone at the same time. But what we lose is that humans are not actually good multitaskers. And no. if I'm on my phone and I'm talking to you at the same time, I'm not doing either of those things very well. And if I'm on my phone and I'm driving at the same time, I'm not doing either of those things very well either. And there is a new bill in the Colorado state legislature that is once again going for hands-free driving only. Mm-hmm. However, they, the same bill, it would be you can use it to call 911 and blah, blah, blah. The fine, if you're caught, you'd have to be identified by a police officer, have to actually physically see you doing it. And the fine, I think, for the first time is $100. <laughs> That's no deterrent. I mean, it That's kind of really... is. No, because... it's not. Well, it's not for us. But I think for a majority of the population, it could be. No right? way. Nope. How no way. People, I think the real question is how many people are going to get caught. It's people know that it's bad to go to speed and they're going to get a ticket and it'll probably be anywhere between 50 and $100, right? They know this going into the speeding activity that they're doing. If they get caught, they're going to have a fine of somewhere under $100. It's so funny right? to say that. I got popped on a red light camera with a $40 ticket on Sheridan the other day. Doing See? 50 and a, and a 35. And I was like, I'm probably going to do that again. Like, yes, I, I just, exactly. The speed limit on Sheridan should be 45. Like, that's just where my head is at every time I'm on that road. Now, let's say the fine was $4,000. Are you going to do it again? Absolutely not. See? That's Absolutely that's what not. I'm talking about. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about here. Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm was i completely off the mark with the, uh, you know, I'm just now off the whole thing did, of the, the Michigan thing. Did you have thing, a rundown? But, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I did. No, I did. Anyway. Uh, but uh, as part of that Michigan thing, one of the problems that the State Patrol was talking about is that even though the the uh, average speed uh, is supposed to be 75, it's now creeped up to 77, 78, and even 80 miles an hour. And so that's why they're seeing more crashes because, one, people can't either handle the speed or when they get into a crash or a tough situation, the reaction time is, is so uh, you have is so diminished right. that you have little room for error. And when you do make an error... The consequences, because of those speeds, are magnified. Absolutely. But, like, haven't we talked about the ideal speed limit is not 100% of what you want drivers to be going? It's, like, 85% of what you want drivers to be going because you anticipate that people are going to want to bend the rules on a regular basis and feel like they can go faster than that. That's why you don't set it at 75 if you want them to go 75. You set it at 70 knowing that these jackasses are going to go 75. Right. And then the state patrol, knowing that they're going to go 75, you, you let that go. Yep. If they start hitting 77, then you start pulling them over. And then uh, that, that's exactly that's exactly right. Uh, I have an interesting story here out of Oregon. When Mario Botello was pulled over, he didn't understand much of what Oregon police officer was telling him. See, Botello is Latino. He's a non-native English speaker. And he was stopped for failing to signal a turn and failing to put a signal on when he was making a lane change. So the officer pulls him over. Usually they use those instances to check for drug use or uh, alcohol use and that sort of thing. They're just using those minor infractions just to make contact. That's what officers usually say. They're always just trying to make contact to get a bigger offense. They really don't care if you're not using your signal for to make a lane change. Mm-hmm. They're just using it to, to make contact and pull you over. Well, the officer said that he asked Mr. Botello the same questions he usually asks anybody during his traffic stops. Do you have anything illegal in the car? 
Would you consent to a search for guns, drugs, knives, bombs, illegal documents, or anything else that you're not allowed to possess? Well, what happened next sparked a year-long court battle that landed at the Oregon Supreme Court. The Oregon Supreme Court decided that officers in Oregon are no longer allowed to ask questions that are irrelevant, in their opinion, to the reason of the traffic stop. It is that issue that has often been tackled now in courts across the country, but a University of North Carolina professor says that there's never been a decision as wide-reaching as this one. He says this is the first step in stopping racial profiling, and he says by asking these questions, officers are often able to get what are known as consent searches. They're allowed to search your car, not because they have a probable cause that you've done something wrong or something is illegal in your car, but because the driver has agreed to the search. That happens all the time. Officers are always looking for the bigger score. That's why they would pull you over for a taillight or a headlight. It gives them the reason to stop you as they're looking for something bigger and brighter. So from now on in Oregon, the officers have to only ask questions and have good reason to do so. So if they smell alcohol, they could ask if you're drinking. If they smell marijuana, they could ask if you have been high. Um, if they see a gun, is that your gun? <laughs> they, they could obviously do that. The age-old question. Yeah, if they see the bloodshot eyes, uh, you know, then, then they're going to try to establish that reasonable suspicion of something else going on. Now, the majority problem from the law enforcement point of view with this ruling is that it doesn't specify what police are and aren't allowed to say. While the ruling addresses a nationwide issue, it only applies to one state so far, but the ACLU says they hope this will be the start of a nationwide change. I think it's very interesting how this is going to play out if officers are not going to be able to ask you to basically search your car. You always have the right to say no. And I think this brings up this point that that I I wanted to bring on a lawyer eventually, and maybe I could do this in the next couple of weeks, Mm -hmm. and ask, ask him all the different questions that people have sent to me over the years about what do I do really if I get pulled over and I'm doing nothing wrong? Can I be the jerk and just have my window open a crack and and just give them the driver's license through that and say, am I being detained? Am I being detained? Or should I have the window full open and just strike a conversation with the man or woman and uh, go at it that way? And, and, and so, but the officer is always looking for something more in these stops. Mm-hmm. Always. Well, and that's what it comes down to, right? If you, if, you have, if you look at it as a game and the officer is always trying to win this game by getting a ticket or whatever, then you've got to try to game it too and come up with the best way to avoid giving up whatever you need to give up. And for a lot of people who are listening right now, that's going to mean the officer can look at whatever they want to because I have nothing to hide. Right. Exactly. But the people, but there are people that have nothing to hide, but still find it intrusive mm-hmm. to have an officer ask to search your car or to be anywhere near you and stop you. I've seen, I, I actually love those videos where people are going through a, uh, a roadside, you know, where they do the, the roadside sobriety checkpoints mm-hmm. and some jackball will roll down his window just a little bit or not even roll down their window at all and just talk through the just talk through the uh, through, through the window um, and d- am I being detained that's all they'll say am I being detained am I being detained and so the officers usually just say all right you, you can no. just just continue on <laughs> not being detained. right because 
they're looking for drunk drivers for the most part or uh, people with a uh, outstanding warrant, some other big crime. And if you're a jerk enough to go up there and start confronting the police in that way, I'm sure they're thinking, all right, this is just this is just a problem. Move along, sir. Well, but that's that's the risk you take, right? Is is in doing so, are you drawing more attention to yourself and thus making yourself more of a target for police to say, actually, I think I now have probable cause to ask if you've been drinking because nobody who's sober would ask, am I being detained in the fashion that you were saying right. to me, right? But there's always that question that comes from police as soon as they pull you over, especially at night. Anything to drink today, sir? Mm-hmm. You have the right to not answer that question. You don't have to answer the question. You don't have. You could just say nothing, or you could say I, I don't want to answer your question. And then would that give then the officer probable cause to uh, ask you to step out and give you a sobriety check? Isn't that so funny? Because I'm I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, if somebody said that to me, the first thing I'd be like is, all right, okay, how much have you had to drink? If you're not going to give me a straight answer. But you then know. why do you give? And going back to the other story where the guy. Uh, it, it was so, you know, so drunk that he flips over his car and runs into the police station. He says he only had two beers. Obviously, that's not true. Right. But he was still admitting that he had some type of alcohol before driving. I know. So what's worse, a blatant lie or a, or a blatant, I'm not going to answer that question? Yeah. Or you just say, I plead the fifth or I'm not going to get. And then at that point, they could ask you to do the breathalyzer. I think that. Yeah, I, I just I don't, don't see. That's why I need to have a lawyer on here to ask those questions. Well, and what I don't understand is why, if you're sober and you're going through a checkpoint, are you going to just say, uh, "Be a jerk about it," right? Like because you go people th- like to be jerks about right. it, right? But it's they like don't you like just the, go the checkpoint. And you're like, "Hey, I'm good. Here's my license." That's Here's a reasonable person. You know what I mean? Like, just be nice. I know that's hard for a lot of people these days, but but I don't think that way. Yeah, I think confrontational. Well. That goes without saying. Unfortunately. Also, I think it'd be a great idea. I'll bring up this idea at the end. Beautiful. All right. Uh, Many state DOTs post uh, eye-catching messages on their overhead signs to get you to pay attention to what they have up there. We've done that here in Colorado. They have a person that that tries to come up with clever and creative signs to get you to pay attention to what they're trying to convey to you. Well, most of the time, it's, it's a humorous message. Uh, maybe to put down your phone or to stop texting. We have a sign that shows how many people have already died this year, mm. so please drive safely. Yes, that one's particularly funny. The <laughs> Actually, I received somebody sent me a thing saying, I, I think it's kind of morbid that we have to see that every time I'm driving, that there's a running tally. Last week it was 18, and now it's 20-something, and now it's some hundreds. And That person is spot on. Why, why is that necessary? Yeah. Anyway, the state of Georgia has uh, held a contest asking the public for their best highway safety sign messages. And the winners of these sign messages are pretty creative and some are funny. Excellent. The only rules that we're giving out to the people, that the messages could not exceed 63 characters because that's all the room they have on their sign messages, boards there including spaces, and no profanity was allowed, unfortunately. Well, that ruins about 80% of the good ones, right? Exactly. So GDOT divided the sub uh, the submissions into five different categories, and here, right now, are the winners of the different categories for the road highway safety sign messages. 
In the general safety category, there was a tie for third place with Drive Like Your Mama Is Watching. Yep. You are allowed to use turn signals. We checked. And drive safely or we call your mother. Good. Good. In second place, better late than never. And in first place, in the general safety category, if you miss your exit, it's okay. We'd made, we made more up ahead. There you go. See, that's fun. That that's one's a, okay. That's a little crazy. The other ones are, you know. Better late than never, really? That's what we're going that's with? That's second place. That's not, it's creative, I guess. I'm not liking where this is going, but yeah. I'm going to keep on going with it. In the distracted driving category, in fourth place, pop quiz, what is the speed limit on this road? <laughs> what? What? Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine reading that on the... Why are we giving out a fourth place if that's what's going to be fourth place? In third place, no one wants to see traffic on Snapchat, Brenda. (laughs) Okay. And there was a tie for first place. You look great, but the selfie can wait. Oh, the poet, and they didn't even know it. I'm a fan. And the second first place winner in the distracted driving category... Looking at the road is a great way to stay on it. Not as good. A clear second place among the first You think places. that should have been the second place yeah. of the first places? All right. Well, yeah, you, you, you look great, but the selfie can wait. That's okay. That's, that's not bad. I'm in. All that right. fourth place one, terrible. Why? Let's see, again. Pop quiz, what's the speed limit on this road? We can, we can just leave it at top three. How about this? It's faster than I want to drive. Uh, it's lower than I want to drive. Yep, Absolutely. In the impaired driving category, third place, a tie once again. There were a lot of ties. Why couldn't they just pick a fourth place and a third? I mean, seriously. I don't know if there was anything given out as prizes for these. So why not just put it, all right, you're a fourth place and you're a third place, and that's the way it is. My theory is that they got so few submissions that they figured they should just publish all of them and rank them accordingly. In the impaired driving category, the tie for third place, don't be a turkey and drive basted. (laughs) <laughs> see that one that gave all me a right, chuckle all that's all right, right. I'll, 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 I'll wait till I get to first place to see if I would put that into the that's definitely more than a third place that should be definitely not a fourth alright the other tie for third place the party should be lit not you bring in the new year safe oh we could have just ended that after the first two sentences yeah, right? I, 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 yeah I agree mm-hmm. the party should be lit not you boom mm-hmm. period End it there. Those are two strong ones. Yeah. Second place. Don't spend the new year in jail. Party responsibly. See, that should be fifth place. Even out of four categories, four entries. It should be fifth out of four. It's just advice. And the first place in the impaired driving category, driving half lit is not very bright. Yay! (laughs) Are we sure they ranked these the right way? No, we're not! Third wasn't supposed to be first. We're not at all. Ugh. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what we have there. I, I think I would put don't be a turkey and drive basted ahead of uh, the party shouldn't be lit, not you. And I put it right behind the driving half lit is not very bright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. In the seatbelt category, there's only two more categories left here. So I'll... 
get to it. Anyway, in the seatbelt category, fourth place, another tie. Here, <laughs> Here is the T, sis. We can see you, so buckle up. I don't even get that. Here is the T, sis. We can see you, so buckle up. I don't know. That should be like 10th place out of five entries. I, I don't know. What How that did that means. even make it in the top five? Well, the other fourth place entry, seatbelts are in. Everybody is wearing them. Sure. That's much better than the other fourth place. Wait, it is. That's the obvious It's not great. Place. Should still be like in seventh place. In third place, all by itself, wearing a seatbelt makes you look thinner. Oh, okay. And a tie for first place. The first one, this is a sign you should be buckled up. <laughs> this is a sign you should be buckled up. That's fantastic. That's a clear winner. That is so stupid. And the second first place entry in the seatbelt category, if you don't wear a seatbelt, please be an organ donor. Wow. That's pretty that's, that's pretty like morbid. in your yeah, in your face with that one. Okay. I, I could see they them. They, I don't know. Maybe that could be the second place. I I'm am a fan of both of. Them. I, I they did okay. They did okay with that category. And the last category from the Georgia Department of Transportation and their safety message board signs that uh, you know just average people sent in some of uh, these messages in the work zone safety category. A tie again for third place. The first one work zones matter. So do the people in them. Yeah, that's, you know, okay, yeah. that's fine. It's true. And the second third place, avoid destruction, mind the construction. Yay! <laughs> See, there you go. I like those kind of messages better than the other one. Mm -hmm. That is, That should be more of a solid third place, and the other one should be fourth place. Yep. That shouldn't be a tie. Mm -hmm. It's clearly the avoid destruction, mind the construction is way better than work zones matter, so do the people in them. I think they're voting on what the message is more than what the message is. Yes. If you get my drift. <laughs> All alone in second place, work zones slow down. Workers have families that want them around. Hey! <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> that's, that's a better one. Okay. And in first place, the work zone safety category, look left, look right, keep workers in sight. That was the uh, best category by far. I still, I think it would flip the second and first place. I don't think people who work for Department of Transportation have a very good sense of humor. Actually, I think I would put work zones matter, so do people in them at fourth. Look left, look right, keep workers in sight in third. Avoid destruction, mind the construction in second. And then the work zones slow down, workers have families that want them around in first place. Okay. See, that's how I would have ranked those. Yeah, you should just do your own traffic awards maybe traffic, i should traffic board awards maybe i could start that i like it uh g dot says winners may start seeing their messages displayed on highways as early as this weekend are they going to get any money uh apparently not i wouldn't think the g dot has any money like our c dot doesn't have any money to give people not even probably an orange cone of some sort to hand them out are you really a winner if you didn't win money winner winner chicken dinner there you go no you're not a winner at all no, I'm going to go. The answer is no. Yes. Write that down. Okay. Hey, by the way, I have an idea. Oh, yeah, you know what? If you want to, 
Here's that number again, 303-832-0217. If you have a better safety message, uh, message then, then uh, leave it on the voicemail. It'd be a perfect opportunity to utilize your humor, listener, and, uh, and the voicemail at the same time. Can't wait to hear it. doesn't matter the category. Just give us a line that you think would be perfect on an overhead message board. 303-832-0217. By the way, I think maybe we should start this next week. Uh, I want to call traffic people from around the country and have them on the show. Yeah. I think it's a brilliant idea. I'm in. I've, I've had some brilliant ideas in the past, and I think this is one of them. We should probably start with scripts, people. Since we're a Scripps TV station, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we should go with where? Uh, where Where should we go first? Uh, Butte. Butte. Butte, Montana. Butte. Do they have a traffic person in Butte? Let's find out. Well, it's like uh, we Scottsdale. I don't. They don't have one in Scottsdale. I don't think they even have one at our Boise station. Really? Maybe. Uh, well, we, like I said, we can find. Well, how out am I going to? I just have to call the news desk and say, "Who is your traffic person? I want to interview them." Exactly. Like that. <laughs> that wouldn't be creepy, right? Write that down. I Actually, not, just clip that and just play that for everybody. I am not going to introduce myself. <laughs> I'm just going to call up randomly from a blocked number. Who's your traffic person? And uh, can I interview? Like now? Yeah, I, 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 that would go over well, wouldn't it? It would. I saw a headline that there's an area dad that knows an awful lot about the local weather woman, which I thought was very appropriate. It was in the Onion. And, okay. and it speaks to the fact that there are a lot of area dads who know a lot, a lot about the local weather woman. Okay. You may be able to guess why. <laughs> we could start with Tampa. Yep. I don't know how long. Uh, here's the problem with some of the traffic people. And it's not just with our company. It's with all the companies and all the traffic people around the country. There are very few traffic people as dedicated to the art of transportation and traffic as I am. Do you not agree? <laughs> Is that how you're going to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, I'm Jason Luber. There are very few people as dedicated <laughs> to the art of transportation as I am. Who is your traffic person? Allow me to interview them. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to put that, I'm going to write that down right here. Yes. Yes, I think so. Great. All right, let's just go through Denver. Can't wait. Let's do that. Can't let's wait. Start, let's start with uh, uh, Channel 2. Okay, Channel Two. Ken Clark. I know. I've known Ken Clark ever since the days he was a board op over the Fox and for KOA when I was the weekend uh, news anchor. Real talk. We should just start with the pilot, the the helicopter pilot, not the photog, but the actual pilot who's up in the air, who's been here 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 for a few years. Yeah, he doesn't know anything except piloting. Yeah, but that's fine. I mean, he can speak to what it's like to pilot. I have way more flight experience. I have over eight thousand flying hours around Denver in a helicopter. That's definitely going to score you that interview. So I have way more experience doing that. So if you have questions, I can be your guy. Because they're just up there tooling around, and they're really not dedicated. Like the other pilots that I was flying, they were more news people. These people are just pilots. Mm. They just fly around, and they don't really care. They're just going to go up and spin around, and then off they go. Anyway, Ken Clark, has a, he wants to be a news anchor. He doesn't want to be a traffic guy. He's just doing the traffic guy because it's paying him, and he's actually uh, he has a side gig to, do, uh, to sell real estate. <laughs> And then over there at we four, we, uh, we what's her head? Um, we don't need to go. There. Andrea, Andrea, she uh, she wants to be a news anchor and, and knock off. Uh, 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 what's her head? Uh, that's the oh, I can't even remember her name. Was sitting there with Janae. Anyway, uh, Andrea just wants to be an anchor, 
And then uh, over there at 9, they don't have anybody right now because they kicked Amelia out, and now she's hosting Colorado and company. So they have uh, Becky Ditchfield, the weather girl, doing their traffic. They have nobody doing traffic right now. Uh, I don't even know what uh, the status of their search is. Well, I mean, not that Jergamai, you know, Megan is going to tell me anything mm-hmm. about <laughs> what they're doing to search for somebody. Uh, and then over there at Fox is uh, Sam Boyk. And, and she's d- good. She likes doing uh, the, the traffic stuff. She's good at it. But she, again, wants to be a host or anchor or something. She doesn't want to do this. That's not her fort. That's not what she wants. And I think it's like that in most markets around the country. There might be one or two that really like it. Well, I think it's – Da Vinci did a lot of different things too, right? Da Vinci wasn't just a painter. He was also an inventor. He was also an architect. He was also several different things. I think people who work in the news business view themselves in a lot of situations as Swiss Army knives, right? People who have a wide variety of talents and they want to be able to exercise all of them during the course of their career. Well, I can do the weather and I can do the anchoring and I can do the sports. I can do all those things yeah, that I, I have. Right. But I don't want to. Right. That's not my goal. That's just I it, think man. for all these other people, it's their goal to go somewhere else and do something else. And and we don't fault them for that. That's just the nature of the business. But that's my point, is yeah. that when I call up these traffic people, you know, I'll say, I, I want to talk to your traffic person. Can I interview them? Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh, what are we going to get from them? That's what I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Mm. So it's just going to be interesting. I, I think this will be a good exercise to see... What it's like, I, I actually, my, my gut feeling tells me that in Atlanta, there will be traffic people who really like traffic. That's, that's, that's where I think we're going to find the real traffic people, in, in, at least in one of the markets around the country. More than likely. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta, there's a few of them that seem like really obvious fits for that. California, I don't, I don't know, because they really in the. Have you ever watched morning TV in California from L.A.? I've spent very little time in California, maybe like two days total. In they LA. really don't do a whole lot of TV traffic stuff unless there's a chase, uh, or they could put the helicopter over something that is like a dramatic scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it, which is pretty surprising. Uh, San Diego isn't that. Uh, well, we have people in San Diego. We have a mm-hmm. station there. Mm-hmm. We have Phoenix. Mm-hmm. They take it pretty seriously down there in Phoenix. Um, we don't have any stations in Texas, do we? Not yet that I'm aware of. Anyway, yeah. I think that'll be all right. Well, well I'm going to call somebody for next week. Not where, not Butte. Where else besides Butte? Bozeman. Bozeman. Let's stay out of Montana. <laughs> Actually, we have somebody. I think don't we have? No, oh, I think it's the weather guy too for our for KOAA in the Springs. Uh, I maybe I don't know. I just, I just honestly don't know. All right. Well, all right. Uh, let, let's start with somewhere east, and then we'll go from there. Oh, you know who you need to call up is our, uh, our girl Emily Munez, because she had a hookup with a guy who was a sheriff who got converted to a traffic anchor, I want to say, in Nashville. Or maybe it was down. Is she, uh, is she with our station? She's with Fox. But, uh, yeah. All right. I'll call Emily. Yeah. She won a house. <laughs> she did win a house. She That's did win a true. house. That's funny. Nobody who listens to this knows what we're talking about. No. But yeah, and Emily so there's some inside baseball for you. Perfect. Uh, yeah, she w- entered one of those, uh, what is it, the, the HGTV thing and won a house. And then she gave it back and took the cash. 
smart woman. You couldn't pay the taxes. Anyway, there you go. That's <laughs> that's the show for this week. If you want to contact us, uh, driving you crazy podcast at gmail.com or the number 303-832-0217. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'm Jason Luber, the traffic guy. I'm pedestrian advocate Joseph Peters. Be safe and as always, happy motoring.